This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. And as we were going off the air last week, I started to tell you about a vision that I had back in 1998. And it was in, uh, I'll tell you, 96. I was preaching in Greenville, South Carolina. As I come out to take the service, uh, I saw the waters of Jordan part. And I saw the water stand up on a heap on one side. The children of Israel go across. And the Lord spoke into my spirit as I watched this. And he said, walk softly before me, for you have not passed this way before. Children of God, that was a long time ago. Let's see, 96, 2006, 2016. So you're looking at 23 years ago. God began to put this word in my spirit to bring a people together in 2019. God does not work in a corner. God does not. Uh, just work in an instant, but he lays a foundation. God has been laying a foundation for this word in our generation for nearly 30 years. There's been a working of the Spirit to bring this generation forward. But this generation has been predestined and foreordained from the foundation of the world. So that was in 96. Then in 98, uh, I was in prayer. I can't tell you where I was, but I remember the vision very, very vividly uh, uh, that I was seeking the Lord and the Lord showed me. I went into a vision and I saw uh, Joshua, the first chapter uh, and the very first verse. And this is how it reads. It said, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given you, as I said, unto Moses. And the Lord went on and told him in verse 5, There shall not be any man able to stand before thee, all the days of our lives, as I, all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall they divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. So he told him, uh, be strong, be courageous. But when I saw in the beginning of this vision, I heard the voice of the Lord speak to Joshua. He was standing on the banks of Jordan. They were camped there. They were preparing to cross over at God's direction. And I heard the voice of the Lord speak to Joshua. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. And Joshua knew this was going to happen. Moses had laid hands on him. Uh, had given him charge to lead Israel, had imparted an anointing and an ability into his life by the Spirit of God. So Joshua is expecting this. This was no surprise to him. But And I don't know how much God prepared Joshua for what was fixing to happen, but I saw Joshua turn, and I saw him look at the tabernacle, because everywhere Israel camped, they set up the tent of the tabernacle, and in the daytime, the pillow of cloud come down over it. 
at the night time, the pillow of fire was over it. And when they, uh, when Joshua looked at it, the pillow of cloud was not there. There was never a mention anymore of the pillow of cloud being over the tabernacle. There was never a mention of the pillow of fire after this being over the tabernacle. And as he stood there and looked at this, the Lord began to speak into my spirit. And he said, for 40 years, Joshua had followed the uh, word of Moses, the leadership of Moses. He had followed the leadership of the cloud because the word of God said when the cloud stopped moving, the children of Israel stopped moving. Whether it was a day or a week or a month or a year, wherever that cloud stopped, they pitched camp, they set up, and they did not move again until that pillow of cloud moved, whether it was day or night. Whether it was the pillow of cloud by day, the pillow of fire by night, they did not move. So there uh, Joshua was standing on those banks of Jordan. Hundreds of thousands of people camped there waiting for his leadership, waiting for him to move them forward. And uh, the Lord began to deal with me. Everything Joshua had confidence in and knew to be God had come to an end, and he was going to have to find the Lord in a brand new way. And that's why he told him, you get on over in the book of Joshua, I think it's the third chapter, and he told him, he said, uh, when he was talking to him about the priest putting the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders and stepping into Jordan, he told them, he said, stay back about uh, 2,000 cubits, I believe it was, so you can watch, you can observe, you can see what's going to happen. Uh, you can see, uh, you know, what to do, how to be led by my spirit. And I believe it was then that the Lord told Joshua, yeah, in chapter 3, he told him to take up the Ark of the Covenant, command the priests that bear the covenant. When they are come to break in, uh, the brink of the waters in Jordan, you shall stand still. When they'd done that and stood still, they watched as the waters rolled back and watched as it, and the Lord told Joshua, he said, stay back. Don't come near it. Because you have never passed this way before, is what he told them. You've never passed this way before. I'm taking you a new way. I'm taking you a, a way that you have never been. And I'm taking you this way to magnify thee in the sight of Israel, that I may know that I and the Lord, and I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So Joshua had to believe that God had visited him. He had to believe that God was with him. He had to know that God was leading him by a new and a different way because the generation and the dispensation of Moses, as great as it was, had come to an end. The Lord told me back in the uh, last few weeks of 2018 I saw it I was praying and studying and I saw this huge locomotive going down the tracks it was a steam engine and steam was billowing out of that smokestack and it was running wide open powerful steam engine but I watched as it began to slow down and it got slower and slower and slower until it stood still on the tracks 
And I began to question the Lord what he was showing me. He said, the dispensation that you have been in, the generation that you have been in this last 40 and 50 years or however long it's been, uh, he said, it has come to an end. You know, I came up, and, and I've told y'all, I came up in the days of the healing revival. I was born in 52. So, and uh, I came in to great miracles and great deliverance in the land, in the uh, church, great evangelism going forth across the earth, mighty revivals. Uh, was happening in, uh, foreign lands. Men like T.L. Osborne were preaching in foreign countries and reaching crowds of 250,000 to a half a million in Africa and South America and different places overseas that were reaching, uh, crowds into the hundreds of thousands and God was working great miracles and, uh, many souls were being saved and that Move lasted. It started in the end of the 40s, into the 50s, 60s, and then in the 60s it began to wane down. But it still, the effects of it kind of hung on, and and that's where people begin to believe in miracles. They begin to believe in a mighty visitation of the Spirit of God. And so all down through these years that I was raised in this, and when I began to preach in the 70s and begin to put up tents in the 80s and 90s, we had great miracles, great deliverance. There's many, many towns I went in that the Lord would speak to me, and we would go in and start a meeting, never been there before, nobody knew us, and we would sometimes start with a half a dozen, maybe a dozen. Sometimes God would give us 50 or 60, just depended on the working of the Spirit of God, but the uh, the places God spoke to me to go, we were there and preached revival most of the time. They were 21-day meetings or uh, 17, 18-day meetings over two weeks most of the time. And God would begin to work miracles and save souls and bring deliverance. And he would bring a, a stir to pray and an excitement of the word. I did this for 22 years. And I never seen the hand of God fail to work miracles and bring great deliverance. And then as God began to open the doors in the 90s, uh, for us to go to India. Uh, and in the 80s, we went to South America and Central America. And then in the 90s, we went to India and the Philippines. Philippines uh, had great meetings over there that reached into the thousands and great signs and wonders. And now it seems like everything's just flat. I went back to India in 06 and 07, but it was not the impact that I had in the 90s. And it all has to do with this generation coming to an end, winding down the move of God that we uh, I grew up in. Uh, it's become less and less. The power seems like it's just faded. But I want to say to you this today, be strong and of a good courage, be of a strong heart because we are coming out of this generation and this dispensation that we have been in, but we're moving into a, another dispensation and another generation that is bringing the restoring of the book of Acts visitation, and it's not going to stop there. That's the good thing. Are we going to see the church? Founded again on the Word and the power of the Spirit and the government. 
that the Lord set up in the book of Acts in the second chapter. Yes, we are, but it is not going to stop there. It is going forward in authority, in power, in great dominion, in restoration. And there is a moving forward of the Spirit of God because the gospel of the kingdom, which is what Jesus preached, it's what the apostles preached, it's what Philip preached in Samaria, it's what Paul taught in Rome. If you read the last chapter of the book of Acts, it says Paul was in his own hired house for two years and people came to him day and night and he expounded and instructed on things pertaining to the kingdom of God, no man forbidding him. And it was this power and this authority that withstood witchcraft. It always has been the power of God that has withstood witchcraft and soothsaying and doctrines of devils. And it's done it from Moses all the way down where Moses withstood Jannies and Jambres who were the main magicians in Egypt. He withstood them. Elijah stood the prophets of Baal with their witchcraft, tried to make fire come down out of heaven. God is warned all through the scriptures of soothsaying spirits of false prophets, false uh, prophesied out of their own hearts false miracles, false signs and wonders. When Philip went down to Samaria and preached, he withstood Simon, who was some great one, uh, convinced the people he was some great man of God by his witchcraft and his spells and his soothsaying that he cast over the people. And then when Paul and Barnabas went out of the church in Acts 13, there in Antioch being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, and they accounted, encountered Elamite or Bar-Jesus the sorcerer. Paul cursed him. He walked around with a mist of darkness on him for several months. This is what is coming back. Great miracles, great signs and wonders because this gospel of the kingdom will now be preached into all the world for a witness. What is the witness? It is the miracles. It is the deliverance. I've had people tell me, well, Brother Better Jesus can come back. There's not a nation on the earth that the gospel has not been preached. I said, you are wrong. The gospel of salvation has been preached in many places, but there are still millions and millions, maybe billions of people in, in places like India and Africa and China and many of these islands out in the ocean that have never heard the name of Jesus and the gospel of the kingdom, which brings power and authority, which brings the rule and the reign of Christ into their lives and and works great miracles and grace deliverance as a witness. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for a witness. Then shall the end come. You believe what you want to. I don't believe that Jesus is coming anytime soon, but I do believe this. He is coming in His people. He is being revealed in the lives of His people. I believe 
the coming uh, of the Lord that we will now see will be the coming uh, of the Lord that was spoken of in the scriptures when it says when the Lord comes uh, to be admired in his saints and I believe that is what's happening right now uh, there is a restoring uh, uh, and a going forth of the working of the spirit of God uh, that is setting up the government of the church the hierarchy the apostles uh, prophets evangelists pastors and teachers that will now uh, be anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, and even the deacons of the church like Stephen uh, who they chose to be a man full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost uh, and he done great wonders I believe even the deacons some of them are going to be anointed uh, with great faith and power and done great signs and wonders uh, and when these things begin to happen and miracles begin to happen uh, uh, they happen and it was fine uh, as long as it stayed among the church there was no uproar uh, but when Peter and John in Acts 3 went into that temple uh, uh, at the hour of prayer according to Acts chapter 3 uh, and they walked into that temple and there sat the lame man at the gate beautiful uh, how many times had Jesus walked by this man how many times uh, had they heard this man begging for alms begging for money uh, to provide for his family how many times uh, had this man been ignored in Jesus sight and the apostles themselves walked by him but when they walked by him this day uh, something spoke into their spirit uh, and Peter and John stopped and said look on us uh, and the man fastened his eyes upon them expecting uh, to receive something because he is sitting there begging for alms uh, and Peter looked at him and John looked at him uh, and Peter spoke and said silver and gold have I none but such as I have in the name uh, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth uh, and he gave it unto him he imparted it unto him he took him by the hand uh, and the miracle working power of God went through that man and immediately uh, his ankle bones received strength I'm not talking uh, about thousands of people coming to a revival yes we're going to see that but I'm talking about uh, 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 on the street uh, right there entering into the church entering into the temple uh, I'm talking about the Bible said the apostles uh, were in the temple daily and they went from house to house breaking bread and great signs uh, and wonders were done by the hands of the apostle we do not have this shake yourselves wake yourselves up uh, and realize miracles great healings great deliverance uh, are non-existent in the church today uh, this generation is bound by drugs people are dying uh, by the thousands with opioid addiction uh, they're dying with drug addictions legal and illegal alcohol uh, has bound people their lives are a mess uh, people are looking for the reality of God and cannot find it uh, because it is not in the church but I'm telling you uh, the spirit of God is now stepping in to restore uh, he will restore unto you the years uh, that the locust has eaten he will restore unto you uh, the years uh, that the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm uh, God said this is my army he let this happen uh, to bring in this brand new generation this brand new uh, dispensation this brand new 
mighty visitation of the Holy Ghost and you are going to see people going to church to worship God in spirit and in truth. Great workings of the Spirit. You might as well get ready if you want to see God move. Church is changing as you know it and the Spirit of God will now begin to take over the power of the Holy Ghost will now begin to come down in services and we will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and it will go for hours upon hours it could even be that people have to leave and go to their houses and their jobs but another call it a shift call it whatever but I remember revivals back in the 30's and hearing about them with I think it was Amy Simple McPherson that was out in the Midwest somewhere and the revival got so big that they had to shut the factories down. People would not even go to work because of the move of God. And I think they were having something like three services a day and the services were lasting for hours upon hours upon hours uh, in the move of God on Azusa Street uh, uh, and over in Wales when Evan Roberts began to just go in churches and pray uh, the move of God got so powerful uh, that over a hundred thousand people I think in four or five years were saved. Uh, there was no court nobody was in jail they didn't have anybody uh, to bring to trial there was such a move of God visited Wales uh, and that part of the country over there uh, and and you say what happened? Uh, what happened is people turned from God one more time. Israel done it uh, all through the Old Testament but this time uh, God is bringing a visitation of His Spirit uh, that is now going to restore uh, and you are going to see people worship God in spirit and in truth for hours uh, on in the Spirit of God will return uh, by to people's hearts, families uh, will come back together. The Spirit of God will one more time uh, be in the home and saturate the home uh, and the home won't be consumed uh, with all these things we do in the flesh just going and doing and going and doing uh, to get rid of the boredom of the flesh. uh, But the Spirit of God will be in the home because God told me years ago uh, you serve me in your homes. You worship me at church. I grew up serving God in our home. I grew up with a family of prayer, a family of miracles, a family where great deliverance was in the home and in the churches in the 50s and 60s. And it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. But it's coming back in a power and an authority and a dominion of God that has never been recorded in history. God keep speaking in the prophecies uh, and telling us that what is coming in uh, is a visitation of His Spirit that no generation uh, has ever walked in. I'm talking about the book of Acts. uh, Did not walk in what God is bringing in. No generation has ever walked in this. uh, Thirty-something years after Paul uh, had been ministering and seeing great moves of God and great miracles and founded 
churches all over Europe and Asia. He stood up and said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, Your eye hath not seen, neither hath your ear heard, neither has entered into your heart that which the Lord hath prepared for them that love Him and the prophets said them that wait upon Him. There's some of us been waiting. I've been seeking. I've been knocking. I've been asking for 47 years for a visitation of the Holy Ghost that will bring the move of God back that I saw when I was a boy and I saw when I was a teenager and I experienced some of it under the tents when God put me on the field evangelizing in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and we are going to see this. It's coming back. There is a restoration of all things because Peter said this is the times of restitution or restoration that has been spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. Jesus did not just come to save you. He came to restore man back to the place that God created him. You need to get in your Bibles. In Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, starting at the 17th verse, and go to the end of the chapter and study the ministry of reconciliation because the Bible said God was in Christ reconciling man or restoring man back to his divine favor. God just did not come to save you. He came to reconcile you. He came in the person of Jesus Christ and lived. He embodied. He was not incarnate. But the Spirit of God came in to that fleshly tabernacle called Jesus and he lived in him and worked in him and operated through him that is the reason in John 14 when Philip cried out and said Lord show us the Father because Jesus had said when you have seen me you've seen the Father also and Philip said Lord show us the Father and he said have I been so long time with you Philip you've seen the miracles you've seen the signs you've seen the wonders. You have seen me speak to the winds and the waves and the sea. You have seen me multiply the loaves and the fishes. You have seen the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb talk, the lame walk, the dead raised up, the lepers cleansed. Philip, don't you understand when you've seen me? You have seen the Father in operation. And we've Jesus demonstrated the Father and we are now going to demonstrate the Christ, the very witness of the Holy Ghost that was spoken in Acts 1 and 8. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power, and you shall be witnesses unto me. First in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus was talking about great miracles, great deliverance, because in Hebrews 2 and verse 4, it said in God also bearing them witness with signs both with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost as ye yourselves also know. The witness are the miracles. They're the gifts. They're the signs. They're the wonders. And they bear witness that the Christ has come in and taken his abode in you. And the church has just got the Holy Ghost watered down to just speaking in tongues. It ain't just tongues. 
His power, His authority, His dominion, His salvation, healings and miracles. And it was all because the Spirit of God moved in and took its abode in the Son. And He began to demonstrate that the Father lived in Him. Because he confessed it. He said, the works that I do, he said, I, it's not I that do them, but it is the Father. I do nothing, God. Save what I see my Father do. And we're coming to that place. We're going to do nothing. Save what we see Jesus do. This is Brother Metter, and I hate to say it, but our time is gone again. I pray this word is being a great encouragement. So get in that Bible, uh, study reconciliation. In Second Corinthians 5, I don't know where the Lord's going to let me go with this, how far God's going to let me get into this, but I want to encourage you to come meet with us in our church, New Testament Church at LJ. We have service right now just at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. You're welcome to come and worship with them. We are completely unorthodox. We come in, we pray. We seek the mind and the will of God. We let God lead us, whether we sing, whether we teach, whether we preach, uh, whether we testify, witness, pray, whatever God wants. But come be with us. If you leave LJ on Highway 52 going toward Dawsonville, uh, you will turn left on Big Creek Road right there beside the Dollar General. Go six and a half miles approximately out Big Creek Road. There on the left is a small white church, New Testament Church in LJ, 90 Garland Drive. Come be with you and may God bless you till our next broadcast.